Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Heads Talk with me, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter, the podcast where we talk to C-level executives, leaders of institutions and heads of multinationals. What are the current topics? They talk, we listen. today has had nearly 15 years experience in the financial sector, predominantly in a well-known high street bank and has been in leadership positions throughout, working in commercial and global banking. An interesting conversation awaits my listeners today at Heads Talk, but before we get into that, here is a brief message. This episode is sponsored by Axia. Axia is the leading private cloud platform in the Alessian and Matamos ecosystem, combining intelligent solutions with security and control. Axia's clients profit from digitalization and automation of critical business processes in a cloud and hybrid architecture. 150 staff provide migration, engineering and support services to over 200 leading organizations in 32 countries. Heads Talk podcast with your host Elaine Pringle-Schwitter. Lucia Zarisova is the Chief Operating Officer for HSBC Bank, London, Zurich branch. She has worked at the heart of business transformation and operations. Lucia spent a number of years in HSBC with previous directorial roles to include Head of Business Management. She served on a number of committees and governance working groups and in her role established a Centre of Excellence in Operations Management. Lucy has managed a portfolio of 100 multinational corporate clients from both commercial banking and global banking, developing some business relationships through, for example, identification of cross-sell opportunities. Her skills are, but not limited to, commercial banking, financial markets, portfolio management, risk management and corporate finance. Academically, Lucia has a Bachelor's in Social Sciences, a Master of Science in Law, Economics and Corporate Governance, and a Master of Arts in International Relations and European Studies. So let's begin. Let's hear from Lucia herself. Welcome to Heads Talk, Lucia. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much, Elaine. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you again. Okay, let's dive straight into the questions and, and talk about your role uh, and some of the things you are doing now, or even as a result of the pandemic or external forces. Generally, what are some of the things that are happening within HSBC in your role as Chief Operating Officer of the Zurich branch? What's been reshaped, rebooted, or even reinvented? And how has the people, customer and technology element changed from pre-pandemic to now? Uh, over the last few years, HSBC has focused heavily on streamlining and, and simplifying how we do things. So many programs have been launched in this respect to assess uh, and address our efficiency. And in order to be innovative, uh, you need to ask yourself, uh, if you do something, uh, do you do it because it has to be done or because you have always done it that way? And therefore, um, for us, the first thing is really to establish if what you do adds value. And then as a second step to assess if it's done in the most efficient way. So my team and I um, are always working hard to simplify the processes for our clients, our frontline, but our own team as well as we have many remits under our responsibility. So we need to ensure we devote the right level of attention to each area. And a, a lot has been done in this space of simplifying and streamlining already, but there's always opportunity 
to do more. And um, the other hot topics uh, within the CEO office now are obviously future of work, outsourcing, third-party management, and, and data management, which probably will come up in our conversation later mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. But to address the the, the second um, sub-question, so to say, on the on the pandemic and Yes. What has changed as a result of that? The pandemic was naturally a big shock and, and resulted in big changes for, for all of us. And, you know, when change happens, we all need to adjust. And the pandemic definitely catalyzed many corporations, but also many countries to digitalize faster than they had originally planned. And in Wholesale Bank here in Switzerland, we were ready to work from home pre-pandemic. So it was more of a test for us to ensure our systems were sustainable and each role was enabled to full, fully work remotely. And I have to say we successfully passed this test and overnight we were able to switch to remote working without many teething issues. Mm -hmm. And the schools being initially closed was a challenge for many working yes. parents, I'm sure. But even there, I think many managed to master both work and parenting and opening the the schools and, and keeping them open in switzerland definitely took up some pressure from employees including myself mm -hmm. and helped them focus solely on work even when working from home and some found it even more efficient to work from home but i think it all depends on the individual and the role they are they are in and, and similarly our clients they had their own challenges whether related to their business model or the way they operate but we were able to find ways to work around financing challenges uh, they had and also work around their operational obstacles um, wherever possible. You know, unlike the traditional retail banking where many clients expect to be able to, to visit the branch, we leverage many other channels to communicate with our corporate clients. So again, the impact that the pandemic had on us in this respect was not to the same degree as potentially other divisions of the bank. Mm -hmm. But with many things being done remotely and electronically, uh, technology saw a tremendous boom with many companies implementing electronic signatures, deploying new, more advanced software, mm -hmm. and finding ways around how ma manual or, or physical operations can be replaced by automated and, and electronic. And I think it will be interesting to see the role technology will continue yeah. to play in how we do things going forward. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. Um, I'd like to talk next um, about some of the uh, the challenges, new and old, that um, COOs are facing today. Let's go through some that I've picked out. Um, I'd be happy for you to add to this. Um, okay. The first one: security management. Um, we have had CIOs, CSOs on Heads Talk before, so it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on this. What are the challenges here, especially with the, the increased use of digital solutions, as you mentioned, and processes? Um, how has this fundamentally changed, especially in recent years? Cybersecurity risk is one of the biggest risks for not only banks, but corporations in, in general and also state institutions. In a heavily digitalized world, um, world, one needs to invest into cybersecurity technologies and have solutions to ensure its data, data of its clients, third parties and employees is safe and secure. Uh, some may think that the challenge is increased now by uh, people working remotely. Mm -hmm. However, remote working isn't a new concept to most organizations, as most have enabled their employees to work remotely even for many years pre-pandemic. And typically a remote workforce has the same controls and protection in place as on-premise end users. So this means 
all, all devices benefit from robust and continuously improving cybersecurity technologies uh, mm -hmm. bolstered by these non-stop security operation centers, which are empowered to prevent, detect, and defend corporate estate from continuous cyber threats. Mm -hmm. The biggest threat that all sectors currently face comes from the financially motivated cyber criminals conducting mm -hmm. ransomware operations. And really every organization, even those properly practicing defense in depth with multi-layered controls are vulnerable through third-party suppliers. Mm -hmm. So the danger from these attacks is, is, is twofold. One is the abrupt loss of the service provided by that third party. Mm -hmm. And the second is naturally the possibility of sensitive company data being exfiltrated mm -hmm. from third party systems. Uh, and, and cyber criminals continue to pose an ongoing threat to financial institutions and their, their customers. The financial customers are faced with a barrage of malicious emails, text messages, mm -hmm. telephone calls aimed at achieving unauthorized access to customers' online banking system. And similarly, online merchants are continuously attacked in order to install digital skimmers to steal customer card payment mm. details. And then both these online banking details and the payment card details are often sold and reused in various criminal forums, mm. often resulting in, in a significant amount of theft and, and fraud against financial institutions and their customers. So besides continuously improving the cybersecurity technologies, uh, I think cybersecurity awareness is extremely important. Uh, internally, that's ensuring your employees are aware of cybersecurity issues and, and mm -hmm. conscious of the services provided by cybersecurity. And externally, financial institutions must consume and share intelligence with sector partners and other collaborative cyber threat intelligence forums. And this is the vital part of the defense of not only the financial sector, but the whole cyber ecosystem that operates on the internet as ultimately all cyber defenders are on the same side. Therefore, we must continuously work together across all sectors to proactively detect, prevent these cyber threat actors mm -hmm. from achieving their malicious goals. Okay, thanks for that. That's, that's pretty comprehensive. Um, still with um, chief um, COO's um, challenges, um, the next one, operating business and IT. Um, sounds very broad. So let's just narrow this down to the relationship between the two. In this digital age, what is the relationship status? How do you cultivate a good relationship and how is it managed and controlled? So I believe the relationship between the CEO and CIO mm -hmm. must be based on, on mutual trust and it is this strong partnership that makes uh, a difference to an organization. It needs to be cultivated by a regular dialogue and, and meetings and it's critical that, that any issue is worked on in tandem. So where the CIO brings the IT knowledge and the COO provides the knowledge of the operations and, and the business. We are working in this multi-dimensional environment and it is this relationship which can help you proceed faster and more efficiently. So as COO, I know I can rely on my CIO that if there is any IT issue, I can go to him as my single point of contact and he can help me navigate the, the web of various IT functions and sub-functions. And equally, my CIO knows that if there's anything operational or where business knowledge is required, he can come to me and I'll be able to provide the information directly or refer him to the correct individual who can help. Uh, the client is for us at the center of everything we do and therefore we try to utilize this partnership with CIO to improve the client experience to ensure that the operational expectations align with the technology in the most efficient way and therefore 
deliver the best service for for the client. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you for that. Um, the next one is complicated and challenging to, to get it right. Culture and change with new implementations, systems and the digitalization of things. Digital is always a theme here. What are the operating activities you need to do in this space or under this heading to ensure the successful transition and adoption? So you can never predict everything and therefore you must not be afraid to revisit things and shape them further. And this includes designing that minimum viable product, testing it and improving it based on feedback. So you need to enhance as you go, but make sure it works every step of the way so that you don't find yourself inventing something or investing into something that doesn't work and needs to be reworked substantially or even abandoned altogether. Mm -hmm. And I think clients, whether external or internal, should be able to provide feedback, which can then be incorporating. So rolling out something new on a small number of clients to have that active dialogue on, on what works and what doesn't is a sensible approach to avoid major reworks, which are mm -hmm. not cost efficient and may even have reputational consequences. And this can really be applied across any processes, any systems that each organization has and has to implement. And I would really consider this a, a smart way of working. Mm. So, so you advocate for a sort of a, a trial and error before a sort of a big bang approach in terms of rolling things out. So, so that, that's interesting. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Um, last on my list um, of COO challenges, but definitely not the least, and I would argue is one of the most interesting challenges, the morphing and blurring of the C-suite roles. And it's a favorite topic and discussion on Heads Talk. Um, it begs the question, what does the future look like for such roles? So what changes must be made in, in prep for the next generation of CROs? What's high on the agenda? So I believe the expectations from next generation CEO are still to ensure that operations run smoothly, minimize any issues. If there are any issues, resolve them fast and ensure improvements are done to avoid repetition, which is something that has always been high on CEO's agenda. And I really believe is there to stay. But in addition, as you rightly said, it's that digitalization piece. You, mm -hmm. you need to ensure that what can be done faster and better by deploying the right technology is indeed done that way and then streamlining the processes to really improve experience for your clients but also for employees and, and bring cost savings where possible and for me very importantly also use data smartly um, lots mm -hmm. of data is available both by either manual collection but also available in the in the public domains and I think it's important we know how to use the data to avoid inefficiencies and in, improve processes. So mm -hmm. I really believe that good data and its smart use can, again, make all the difference to the organization. And I see why you said earlier that you need to have a sort of a very good sound relationship with CIO, so with the CIOs, because in order to obtain the good data, in order to understand the data, make use of it for your operational purposes, you really need to have that sort of relationship with CIOs or those in charge of IT, so I, I, I see that. And, and perhaps the, there is a concern in terms of the blurring and the, the morphing of the roles as a result of that, because everything's now digitalized. CIOs have sort of risen in terms of their, their importance in the executive table. So the CIOs really have to um, sort of get to grips with um, technology to carry out their operating tasks 
and make it more efficient. And as you say, to to remove some of the repetitive stuff that they have to do. I think I think interesting times ahead. Um, as you mentioned, I think that's definitely interesting times ahead. Let's look at um, a topic that has gained a lot of traction uh, as a result of the pandemic and continues to do so, cloud strategy and operations. Please tell my listeners, what is uh, HSBC's cloud strategy and how has the cloud implementation and the drive to have everything on the cloud helped or hindered your work? Please provide us with examples. Our aim is to use cloud where possible, as there are clear advantages to in-house hosted services. We work with major cloud providers and have fallbacks in place where services can be moved from one service provider to another should this be needed. And as a wholesale bank in Switzerland, we have explained our entire cloud strategy to the Swiss regulator and implemented several solutions and applications which are based on cloud uh, thereafter. Uh, for, for us, the drive was more of a help as, as we knew that with the implementation of cloud, we will be able to proceed with several projects and, and implementations which were based on the cloud and which we perceived as process improvements or simplification for our clients and, and our frontline. So to be more specific, cloud gives us the ability to seamlessly scale up or down based on business growth. Mm -hmm. it, it enables us to deliver the service in a more cost-effective way for our clients, and it provides a more resilient and secured platform or, or infrastructure to service our clients. I wouldn't call this a hindrance, but what we must have ensured was that the cloud contractual clauses were yeah. compliant with the Swiss regulatory requirements. And prior to that, as I mentioned before, we had to ensure we could articulate our cloud strategy and present it to the Swiss regulator. So those were really the steps we had to take to be able to take full advantage of, mm -hmm. of the cloud. Okay, well, let, let's park hindrance for a second and let's look at what are the success stories you can tell my listeners about cloud implementation or operations within HSBC. From the successes, I would like to highlight three in particular. Um, the first one, implementation of electronic signature solution for our clients and our staff. The second one, implementation of a strategic customer management experience system, CME. And third one, an advanced transaction monitoring solution. So to take them in turn, uh, I, I was very pleased we managed to implement the electronic signature solution shortly before the pandemic, mm -hmm. as it ensured we were able to smoothly communicate with our clients uh, once once both they and us had to move the operations to our homes. Um, and our employees were also set up with the electronic signatures, which meant that both internal and external documents were applicable, were able to be signed remotely. Right. And it brings additional internal efficiencies that where papers had to be printed, signed in wet ink, scanned and emailed before, mm -hmm. you can now replace it this, with one click and export of the document to your email, saving a lot of times for the employees. And naturally, then the document handling and the storage then becomes easier as well. Um, and the benefit of leveraging cloud here was that the speed of the delivery of the solution, um, because you're implementing ready infrastructure, was much faster. And the second one being the, the CME system um, that focuses on the client relationship with HSBC and it gives relationship managers, global relationship managers, line managers, and the product lines involved in that relationship that one access to the entire client footprint. Mm -hmm. And the system is built to enhance the quality, efficiency, and profitability of the relationship management and client experience. So as such, the contacts, appointments, and emails can be managed directly on the platform. 
and the creation of the deals and new client profiles or call reports require approximately 40% less clicks than in the previous CRM system. Mm -hmm. And the CME also incorporates new reporting functionalities with predefined reports for a high level view and, and also drill down functionalities to let the relationship manager product management perform their own analysis from portfolio to client level. And then finally, the new transaction monitoring solutions uh, now runs on cloud and it brings many benefits to the system technical design, as well as to the end users in the investigation teams. Mm -hmm. It utilizes compliance data platform, which sources data not only from the core banking system, but directly from the payment systems with the possibility to connect future data sources as well, providing a more intelligent and a holistic view on the transactions, the related client information and, and their monitoring. So the benefit of the cloud here was again, the volume of data and the speed of the processing in cloud being much faster. Mm -hmm. All right, so all in all, the, the positive certainly out, how outweighs the, the um, say negatives or the issues that you might face with cloud implementation. For us, definitely. And I think many companies are in the same position. That's great. That's great. Um, I, I'd like to end this episode of Heads Talk with a question about your role as the Chief Operating Officer, the, the COO of HSBC Zurich branch. How are you personally evolving in your role as a result of the pandemic? Share with my listeners some of the changes you've made relating to the business. So I think actually the pandemic showed us that we can carry out work differently. And, and in the wholesale bank in Switzerland, we have deployed this, this hybrid model, meaning we combine working in the office with working from home to ensure that balance and efficiency. And our office presence is crucial when we want to have team meetings, client meetings, brainstorm as teams, or when we have workshops or when we wanna collaborate with other teams or also for one-to-one -one meetings. But when working remotely, my team and I uh, try to use this for more analytical tasks where you need that peace of mind and less destruction or where you have regional calls, which anyways take place remotely and therefore via electronic channels. Mm -hmm. And people are generally speaking social creatures and the social interactions mm -hmm. are important to build the relationships within and across the team. So um, we, we also understand though that some work is easier to be carried out at home. And therefore I believe this new combination uh, that we've deployed for for our team and therefore including myself will have a positive impact on people's life and and their work life balance is this a common thing with coos how do you think the role will evolve going forward i believe many companies are now reviewing what is the best future proof model for their operations and and therefore think all coos have this uh, high on their agendas Naturally, a lot depends on the nature of the business as that places certain restrictions on what is and isn't possible. But the pandemic certainly showed many that what they thought was not possible in the past had to work during the pandemic and therefore may potentially work in the future. And this, this natural adjustment to change is, is what is inevitable. Mm -hmm. And the, the CEO role is one that is never the same and constantly evolves as change and, and change management is within our core remit. Mm -hmm. Therefore, mm -hmm. there is always something new going on and it does not have to be as major as pandemic, but for example, new programs, new projects being rolled out both from regulatory perspective, but also improvements on processes and how we do things and the implementation of more advanced technology. And 
the CEO and their teams are therefore never bored. And there's that element that you cannot predict, which I believe makes the work exciting and enables people to constantly learn on the job and remain motivated. Mm -hmm. So while pandemic is negative per se, it brought some things that we can look at and say, okay, this is this is the light in that negative thing mm -hmm. that happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting. So it brought out stuff that perhaps wouldn't have surfaced if the pandemic hadn't happened, and you're taking that forward with you. So that, that's interesting. Lucia Zarisova, many thanks for your time and insights. Thank you so much, Elaine. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of Heads Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via my website, elainepringle.com forward slash Heads Talk, wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, I'd like to thank our sponsors, guests, and you for helping to make the show possible. Please join me next time where I'll be featuring more executives, C-suite leaders, and heads of multinationals. Heads Talk Podcast with your host, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter.